listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up-to-date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at SIUEWebRadio.com or on the TuneIn Radio app and every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File. Tanner, both of us kind of right in the middle at this point in time. Some good, some bad happening this past weekend. All I know is my Dallas Cowboys are 7-2 and two in, a, in a prime spot to make a run for the number one seed in the NFC. Your Bucks are coming off back-to-back losses. But it's great to be here with you. How are you, how are you doing, my man? Uh, not that great. Um, obviously the Bucks haven't won in what's now three weeks, bye week, yeah. including the bye week. So it's tough out here. Uh, <laughs> I take Bucks losses uh, pretty seriously. So life's been rough, but at least I didn't go zero and four in my picks yeah. of the week last yeah. week. I was waiting. I was waiting for for the hammer to hit. But yes, I went zero and four. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna try and hide it. My worst week of the season. I'm now. Let me let me look. I'm now 18, 21, and one. That's a pretty ugly, pretty ugly one right there. So I'm, I'm hoping to make a comeback on this week's picks of the week. We'll see. That's gonna ha- happen probably the second half of the show. Kind of unsure though, Tanner. Which which league should we start with? In in which my team is the best team in that league. Do we go with the NFL? Obviously, where the Cowboys are. Or do we start? With the NBA, obviously, with my Golden State Warriors, but let's start. We'll start. I'll answer my own question. We'll, we'll start with the NFL. We'll start with the Rams. Uh, your Bucks, as you said, haven't gotten a win in back to back weeks. We'll break down how concerned we are for both of those teams. The Chiefs, where I've been all the way out on, you kind of have your foot stuck in the door, kind of undecided where you are, kind of pretty much still in on the Chiefs at this point in time. I'll, I'll kind of give you that, but we'll break down that big win. Over the Raiders, are they officially back? Are you know is this Chiefs team officially back to you know what we were expecting from them at the beginning of the year? And then obviously those Browns, man, they continue to struggle. A, a bad loss to New England, forty-five to seven. Let's break down how concerned we are for the Browns as well, as well as how high we think the ceiling is on this Patriot team in an AFC in, in the AFC, which is pretty wide open at this point in time, right? Then we'll continue on. Uh, talking football in the second half of the show in that right tanner yeah in the second half of the show we're gonna do our picks of the week casey's gonna try to kick the own blues <laughs> out of the way that's right and then, that's right so that's gonna be over under favorite and underdog and then we're gonna talk about the game that we think is the game of the week pretty obvious one this week there and then after that we're gonna talk about the nba and its headlines from this week Casey's Warriors off to a crazy start, uh, twelve and two now after a win over the Nets. So we're going to talk a little bit about how high we think the ceiling is on this team, as well as my Milwaukee Bucks, who have been struggling a little bit. Yeah, you know, obviously injuries, and you know, I, I, there are definitely some reasons to the early struggles in Milwaukee. Um, not the deepest roster, some injuries. We'll, we'll break it down to wrap up the show. Stick around for the entire thing. As you said, let's start with the NFL, Tanner, uh, our week 10 takeaways. 
it was a pretty interesting to say the, to say the least a pretty interesting slate of games this past week obviously uh, let's start with both LA and Tampa dropping back to back games you know in, 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 dropping games I'm sorry in back to back weeks uh, let, let's give you a little a little bit of a break though and we'll start with the Rams okay give, give you a time to get your thoughts together for your bus but we'll start with the Rams they lost to the Titans last week or a couple weeks ago uh, 20, 28 to 16 then this past week they just lost to the 49ers in division game, so that those are tricky, but still losing a game, you should definitely. 49ers win five in a row over the Rams. That's it's insane. Five straight games over LA. They won that one 31 to 10. Wasn't even close. Uh, so let's start with LA Tanner. What have you kind of learned? Are you, are you are you more concerned for them in comparison to a team like your Bucks right now? How, how are you feeling about LA? Yeah, I feel like both the teams are kind of in uh, similar spots here. I'm a little more concerned with this Rams roster than I am the Bucks roster. I'll get to the Bucks a little later, but <laughs> yeah. with the but with the Rams here, they have kind of just been out physical in these mm -hmm. last couple games. The teams have kind of came out and punched them in the mouth, right? And Matthew Stafford hasn't looked like he did in the first half of the season where he was taking care of the ball and just hitting Cooper Cup over and over and over and over again. 74 catches going into that game the other night. That's insane. That's insane. And Robert and Robert Woods tore his ACL in practice. So he's out for the season. That's so that's this, a blow. That's but I mean and then they went out and they signed Odell Beckham, which we, we haven't, haven't talked about. I was like, we haven't talked about that yet. Let's kind of go yeah. there just for a second. I, I like that move, and some people were kind of saying, you know, dissing on the Browns, and they got so much better after OBJ left, and then saying the Rams lost as soon as he came to town. Get this guy a little bit of a break is where I'm at. This is not all a single wide receiver's fault for, for all of these mishaps, you know? That's how I feel, at least. Yeah, it can't all fall on one player, a team's that big of uh, miscues. But, yeah, this Rams team just looks – sloppy which we haven't really seen out of this rams team and yeah, the 49ers who haven't really been a good team this year just destroyed the rams they well, 31 to 10 dude it wasn't even they, close they were just putting debo samuel on the backfield repeatedly and he was just running all over him catching balls all over him yeah, they ran the ball what seemed to be like a hundred times in that game against this awesome Rams front so they say with Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and Von Miller now and they just ran the ball down their throats the whole game so I'm pretty concerned about the heart of this Rams team if they mm -hmm. can but I I still think this Rams team is just as good as any in the NFC and they could turn it around they just they kind of need to pick it up here in these next few weeks yeah they're definitely in I think you said it off Mike but they're in, in, a, in a little bit of a slump right now you know, back to back, back to back losses. Stafford in the last two weeks has two touchdowns and four interceptions. That that's half of his you know total for for interceptions so far this year. He's got eight so far. Obviously, he's thrown four in the past two weeks. They've gotten uh, outscored by over thirty points in their last two games played. And you said it though. They got off to a cold or you know a bad start in both of the games. Kind of got hit in the mouth and then stayed down. You know, they never got back up. It seemed like if if we're kind of staying. Uh, with, with that scenario there. They kind of got hit, folded, never bounced back, and the fight was over, honestly, as soon as it started, it seemed like. And 
still a very talented team. OBJ is going to take a couple of weeks to learn the play. You saw the miscue on the early interception there. Probably was supposed to go a little bit farther down the field. Stafford heaves it, ends up being an interception. Uh, but, you know, stuff Big like that. Big hit, though, by OBJ with his yeah, stick on him. Yeah, definitely. You know, show, showing what, what he can do out there. But I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do. I don't think they've reached their ceiling, uh, as with pretty much every other team in the in the NFC. I think the Cowboys can still get better. The Bucks obviously, are not 100% healthy. We'll see if Arizona can continue to do what they were doing in, in the first half, right? So, they got, they got some to prove, but so so do you know so, so do a lot of teams out there, and every team out there, I think in the entire NFL, not just the NFC, not just the AFC, every team has a bad loss, has a really bad loss. This you can say last week was theirs. You could also say maybe they have two bad losses now, uh, but every team has has like, has had a game like this. Don't want to say the sky is falling or anything like that, but it, it did give me some doubts as far as what this team will be capable of doing in the postseason when we know lights are at their brightest are going to get hit in the mouth right away. If they end up facing a Dallas team who likes to go out and score, you know, on their, on their first drive on on the majority of seasons this year, they've gotten out to a hot start. How are they going to bounce back? How are they going to react to stuff like that is kind of a concern for me right right now, but I'm still thinking this team can still win the NFC. I'm not saying anything like that, saying that there's, there's no way they can or anything like that. You know, like I'm not that far. Yeah. The NFC is so, wide open between the top five teams that really any of those five teams I really could see coming out and making the Super Bowl. And then in that, yeah. uh, those sixth and seventh spots, I think they're going to be uh, two Ooh. teams that aren't very good. Exactly. Right. Two teams who probably shouldn't be there, but that, that's kind of just the bottom half, you know, obviously of the NFC st- stronger, a top heavy conference to say the very least. All right. I gave you about 10 minutes or so. Let's move on and talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Tanner, who have also had back-to-back losses. What a couple weeks ago? What three weeks ago? The, the loss to the Saints, uh, thirty-six to twenty-seven. Then had the bye week. Come back after the bye, lose to Washington, twenty-nine to nineteen. How are you feeling, Tanner? This is the first question. Are you doing okay? How's your mental state? And then second question: What's the biggest reason you know for these losses? What's the big, especially this most recent one, and you know with Washington? Uh, feeling terrible. Because of this Bucks team, almost exclusively. I'm sorry. But, yeah, biggest reason I would say is still just how injured we are. Uh, we started freaking D Delaney at corner. Who, yeah, I know who that is. Exactly. So the last three weeks we started D Delaney, Pierre Desir, and D Delaney again at corner. So yeah, those jerseys def- are going right de- off the shelves. Yeah, defensive backs. We've just been so atrocious with and we can't seem to get healthy out there and then we miss Antonio Brown so bad on offense uh team hasn't won without him this year right oh and three I think they are yeah so they need him out there in order to really stretch the field and give the look of for Tom Brady to see who's he going to go to between these three guys. And now that there's two teams can kind of throw a cap over the top and kind of keep him right. throwing the ball to Leonard Fournette about a hundred times. And there's like. a ceiling on that, you know, there's a ceiling on your run game or on the, on the bucks run game for sure. It's not elite by any means, but it's, it's been good enough. Like, yeah, and, you know, it's been good enough, you know? And so injuries, I think are the biggest reason. And then, 
play calling was atrocious in this game. Just whenever you're facing Washington, it was the 32nd ranked pass defense. Yeah. Tom Brady threw the ball over 15 yards twice. And once was an interception. Facts. So he had one completion <laughs> over 15 yards in the entire game, but they weren't trying to throw the ball over 15. Like they just were throwing it. They threw it behind the line of scrimmage over half the place. So if there's any pro to that defense, it's their defensive line. Right? The guys who are closer in comparison to that secondary. Right. So that's just game plan. It really is just yeah, what kind of game plan. You have, you have a bye week going into this and they just, <laughs> right. the game plan was atrocious. So you hate to see that the team is still playing undisciplined football Stupid football, if you will. They're giving penalties. They're turning the ball over. They're dropping the ball. They just – they're frustrating to watch right now. 17 turnovers in their last two games played. That's that's rough, man. That, that, uh, 17 that, penalties. Oh, what did I say? Oh, sorry. Oh, did I say <laughs> – that would be insane. Those are some Trayvon Diggs numbers right there. No, they weren't playing the Cowboys for all those games. But 17 penalties. Thank you so much, Tanner. That'd be atrocious. Uh, still is, though. Still is absolutely awful. Have that many in, in, in that short amount of time. So not usually the case with a Tom Brady-led team. But, Tanner, let me know what, what happened last year after that awful Chicago game that was somewhat reminding me of something like this. How disciplined was that Bucks team that following week, if you, if you remember? Yeah, they, they've been able to kind of turn it around. They've been able to bounce back from games – where they've looked bad since Tom Brady's been there. Hopefully they can do that this week against the Giants because we need it. But the Giants games against the Bucks are always close. Historically. Last year, last year was a two-point game. They came down to a two-point conversion that Antoine Winfield knocked away. And the Giants were maybe worse than they are this year. And they're getting yeah. Saquon Barkley back. So I don't necessarily think that game's going to be easy for the Bucks. That's tough, man. So, that really is. The big thing the Bucks need to do is they need to get healthy and they need Antonio Brown back. They need Gronkowski back. Mm-hmm. We should be getting Scotty Miller to help stretch the defense. Getting both of our corners, Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunning, back will be huge. When that happens, which all these guys should be back very soon, I think it's going to look like a different team, at least. I hope so. I mean, that's a lot of game-changing-esque players, you could say, you know, you know, get, getting reinstated into the lineup right there. So, I, and then if you remember the last year as well, talking about that game against Chicago, around this time, around November and end of November, you know, they, they were not playing their best football. They turned it around in December going into the postseason, obviously going to January, February. So, I think they, they still have a, a bunch of opportunities to do the exact same thing they did last year, a lot of time to get hot, to get healthy. Uh, so, again, talking about them, the Rams – Dallas, Arizona, I still think all these teams, despite the bad losses they've had, any one of them I think could be coming out of the NFC. Uh, but, you know, the, the the biggest concern for me looking at that matchup against Washington, it's just, it just the 273 total yards. You know, having a 270 yards, and you guys are supposed to be, you know, the, obviously the, the best passing uh, team in, in the NFL. The that's, that's yeah, exactly. Not the best field position, not, not oh, time and possession had to, what, I don't know if you have that exact number or not, but yeah, that definitely had to be way in in, in Washington's favor. I uh, went Brady though. It was four. twenty minutes to thirty nine minutes. They had the ball twice Double. as long as we did. Double. Okay, there you go. And then, did they have like the longest drive in like the last two years or something like that? 
Yeah, they had the ball for like 10 minutes and 52 seconds on the last drive of the game. It's insane. It was a perfect drive. They get the ball with 10 minutes left, trying to keep the ball away from Tom Brady. And that's what they did. They drove all the way down the field, picked up a bunch of third downs. I had nightmares about that drive that night. And then they go to fourth, fourth and goal and a yard and a half to go. And they decided they're going to go for it and they get the touchdown and Vita V gets hurt. So two for, yeah, not a, it was just <laughs> not a good game all around. We started so slow, two picks on the first two drives. Yeah. It's just, He's got four picks tough. in the last two games, four yeah, interceptions. So yeah. not great. Not what you want to be seen, but again, there's still a lot of time. And hey, maybe it's just Taylor Heineke loves playing against that Tampa Bay defense. I, I think that honestly, yeah, he'd be a Hall of Famer if he played against the Bucks every week over 17 games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I just don't love allowing defensively, though, allowing 29 points from Taylor Heineke and 36 from a mainly led team by by Trevor Simeon at that time. Right. So those losses are concerning. But again, there's a lot of time left. We're not we're not uh, selling all our stock quite yet. Uh, in, in either of these teams. I think this is kind of helping me realize, helping me confirm, though, Tanner, just how wide open, obviously, the NFC is, but just the NFL, the AFC and the N- uh, NFC, it seems like anyone can seemingly beat anyone on a week-to-week basis. Uh, well, also, absolutely. We've definitely seen that the last few weeks. just been so many upsets. With Also, with these losses, uh, my Cowboys are getting closer and closer, Tanner, uh, to that number one seed and a bye in the first round in the NFC. So I'm feeling good. Seven and two, kind of trying to forget that Denver loss, riding that high of Golden State just beating Brooklyn by almost 30 points uh, tonight, right? So I'm feeling good. Let's move on and talk about the Chiefs real quickly before we get to the Browns and Patriots. Chiefs, right? So a big bounce back win, if you will, over the Raiders at 41, I think to 14, the final score ended up being something like that. Uh, Mahomes has his best game of the season, 400 yards, uh, four to five touchdowns thrown, phenomenal performance by him. No, no interceptions for the first time in, I think, three weeks or so since he's thrown a pick, right? So it feels good. Um, and, and, where are you, though, obviously? Because I, I am not as high still. I think it was a good win. I, I, I was happy they won 41-14. to 14. was, you know, a much bigger margin of victory than, than what I was expecting. But they were beating the – you know, they, they just beat the Raiders, who just lost to the Giants a week ago and who obviously are, are being ran by – I don't know if they have a head coach right now. Like, who, who's even running the show at this point in time, right? So, I, I'm not giving them too much, but I, I was a little impressed with the victory. Yeah, I mean, you can't really fault the team. You play who they play, and they beat the brakes off the Raiders. They no, they did. Them. I was they not going to overhype it. And they, but I mean, whenever you blow out a team that has a winning record, that's something to be proud of. And this yeah. Chiefs team looked good, good and this this defense looks like they're kind of starting to turn some things around. And last several weeks, honestly, the defense has been improving. Yeah, and they think about what they did the week before. I know they were playing. Jordan Love, but His they first career start in, in still, Kansas City, but they but won they that still, game. They, they, yeah, the defense played well in that game, and then they come out and they play well again against the Raiders. So, this Chiefs team looks like they're kind of back. This team is in first place in their division. Whenever it felt like the sky was falling three weeks ago, so you're right. This team, this team is. Gonna win the division. I think I could say that pretty confidently at this point. 
Probably. Uh, yeah. The Chargers and the Raiders and the Broncos, all none of them seem like they're incredible threats to the Chiefs. So the Chiefs are going to win their division. They're going to have a home playoff game. Uh, and they're probably going to win that playoff game. And then we'll see, see from play. there. I, I don't necessarily think this team is a Super Bowl team, but I do think this team is going to make the playoffs, and I do think this team has a good chance to win a playoff game. So in that it's sense, like they're not they're back, back though. Then yeah, okay, they're not all the way back though. They're not to where they're good. They they're not they're they're better uh, now than they were three weeks ago. They're they're playing a lot better, more disciplined. Mahomes, it, it, like I said, just had his best game of the season for sure. Uh, I'm just not gonna over. It's a good win. I'm not gonna say it's not a good win. I'm just saying it's not a phenomenal win against a Raider team that has just been falling apart the last several weeks. If I can. Be honest, and again, who's running the show? They don't. They don't have a real head coach at this point in time. It was a good win, though. I'm not going to beat it up too much. Nice win, not a great win. I'm excited to see the big test for me, Tanner. They play my Cowboys, obviously, this upcoming weekend. That for me, if they can come out and beat Dallas, I, I, I am, I, I, I will apologize for what I said about the Chiefs the last several weeks, and and I would say that they are back and in, indeed, and they are a threat. Uh, in, in the AFC, I just, I'm just yeah, not going to do that a with a win over the Raiders. Teams. Oh, definitely. Same, same, same thing with Dallas, though. You know, if they win this game, people, people maybe like a Tanner file will come around and start saying, "Hey, this this Dallas team is this, they're pretty good." So we'll see if we get there. Uh, what about the team? I think you predicted this win last week. Correct me if I'm wrong. You thought the Patriots were going to beat the Browns. I was on the wrong end. That was one of my O of four picks. They helped. They helped me. Uh, to go 0-4 with my picks last week. This game did. But Cleveland, 45-7. to Tanner, how about how about the team? Do you want to start with the team you picked to win the AFC or or, or go with go with the Browns right now? So e- either way, you're kind of spot yeah, on. That's my, it was my preseason pick for the AFC versus my <laughs> uh, midseason pick for the AFC. And I still kind of thought whoever won that game had a good chance to come out of the AFC, and I still believe that. I think the Patriots showed – that they are just as good as anybody in the AFC. Whenever their defense is playing well and they're rushing the passer and they're locking people up, and then this offense, they can run the ball down their throat. This offensive line has been playing incredible. They're kind of opening this offense up for Mac Jones. He's been able to make huge plays, especially on third down. Patriots team has looked super good these last few weeks, and I think – they're going to continue to do that. They have some big tests coming up. They play the Titans soon. They play the Bills uh, Two weeks, soon. I think, from now, they yeah, play they, the Titans, yeah. Yeah, they so. play the Bills soon as well. So those are big games. But they have a uh, what I would call an easier game on Thursday against the Falcons. So a little yeah. Super Bowl rematch. They've won, I believe, three three or four straight games now, this Patriot team. They, they haven't lost since that loss to Dallas. That's the last time they lost. They've been on a win streak ever since then. Uh, but Tanner, as far as the Browns go, the team obviously that get was on the other end of the whooping. Obviously, I I can't. I don't want to be too harsh, but I thought Baker Mayfield was the third or fourth best quarterback on the field. <laughs> like it'd be honest, that might be might be a little extreme. People uh, freaking out about this loss a little bit for the Browns, and like they should. Uh, he he got outplayed this, by Mac yeah, Jones, hundred percent. It was, it was a terrible showing for the Browns. It really was. But as bad as this loss was, a week ago, everybody was like, Browns are back. They just blew out the Bengals. So maybe some I'm, people I'm, were saying I'm, that. But... I'm weighing more 
I mean, you did pick them, but uh, I picked them I'm, to win, not win, not be 100% back or anything like that. But I'm, hey, uh, no one saw I'm, them losing by what they lose by 38 points, whatever they lost yeah, by. So, like, holy cow, yeah, so 37. I'm, I'm weighing in on this Browns team being not back. This team is pretty injured and they look like they're playing pretty uninspired football at this point. So this Browns team clearly has issues. They need Nick Chubb back. They need to get Kareem Hunt back. If they have both those guys, this offense is a completely different offense. It's the best rushing think, offense I still in think football. This team, I still think this team can make the playoffs, but in order to make any sort of playoff run, I think I'm out on that. They need they need their backs, and I am 1,000% out on this team if they're not going to consistently have the run game that, that we saw earlier in the year. They have the best running duo tandem in the league when Hunt and Chubb are both healthy when the offensive line is clicking, right? So without that, I, I Baker is a completely different quarterback, I think. And again, let me, let me run through the stats, Tanner. Run through the stats. Mac Jones, 19 of 23, 200 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Case Keenum comes in when when, when uh, Baker, I think, further injures his shoulder, I believe. Keenum comes in, eight, and, eight of 12, 81 yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. Brian Hoyer comes in, only throws the ball three times, but has 85, 85 yards in those three throws. Average is like eight yards per um, or more than that. Uh, but one, one touchdown, no picks, 85 yards for Hoyer. Then Baker, 11 of 21, 73 yards, one touchdown, one pick. And average per play was a th- was three and a half yards average per play for Baker. Saying so he's dinking, he's dunking, not going downfield, not doing much of anything. And here's the fourth best quarterback on the field <laughs> that day, that day. And I, I really am just not sure. I think that they might have a bit of a quarterback dilemma right now because he is up for an extension. And what do you do? Do you sign? You cannot sign him the type of money. People, you know, in, in, around his class are getting what, what Lamar is going to get, what Dak just got, stuff like that. You can't be paying him what Mahomes got, obviously. What these other what these other quarterbacks have gotten, there's no way you can offer that to to a Baker Mayfield. So they got something to figure out, I think, you know, for the, for the remainder of this year. What is kind of the plan at the quarterback spot, you know? Yeah, he's really he really is playing for his future in Cleveland. Someone will pick him up if he doesn't go. There. He'd get a he's second chance, probably. He's definitely yeah. a top twenty. I think he's top twenty quarterback in the NFL. If Sam Darnold got another chance, he would. <laughs> okay, he's yeah. gonna go get another yeah, we've chance. We've seen better else. things out of Baker Mayfield than me and Sam Darnold. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, but I mean, yeah, if he doesn't continue to, if he does not have a great end of the season, there's a chance he's not in Cleveland. I don't think he will be. That's why I said this. That's why I said this. I think last week, and you gave me a little bit of a hard time for it. I don't know how long he's going to be in the league, Tanner. I don't even know. Five years might be too long. In five years. You think Baker Mayfield will be in the NFL in five years? Yeah. I wonder what the over under is on that. I would definitely say, I would say no. I would, I would, I would say no. He's not in five seasons. Uh, unless, unless he comes out and he has a phenomenal uh, performance to end the year, the Browns extend him. That that that's his best chance here. But yeah, they, they have something to take care of, some things to be to be thinking about. But as far as your pick to win the AFC, as far as the midseason goes, I don't know if I'm saying they're Super Bowl contenders quite yet. I'm not saying they're going to win win the AFC quite yet. Uh, but I think they can you know make some noise and, and cause some issues. In you know in, in the AFC playoffs, so I'm excited to see what they can do. I'm not as high on them as you are, but uh, I'm definitely saying this: this is a playoff team, and this is a team that could win a game or two in the postseason as well. So, 
Uh, I'm coming around. I am coming around on Mac Jones and the Patriots. He is playing like definitely so far this year. He's been the best quarterback in his class, which is impressive. And uh, yeah, I feel like on Sunday he put his name like actually in the rookie of the year conversation. I think so too. He's been efficient, right? 200 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. I agree. I agree. He needs more games like that. Obviously we'll mm-hmm. see what he does in a couple of weeks against Tennessee. He was the number one seed in the AFC right now. That's a big game for him. Also, I want to see them this weekend against Atlanta. Can they go out there and beat a team that they should beat? Obviously me and you are obviously hoping, hoping for that a little more than others. We'll get to that in the second half of the show. Uh, but that, that's also one thing I'm looking out for. Can they come out? They've, they've been doing it. They've been doing it. Can they do it against the Falcons after such a big win last week is kind of my, my next thing for him. But I've been impressed, man. I've been very impressed. And I don't think you're too out and you know, too far out of left field for uh, for making making a pick like that. Looking looking okay at this point in time, I would say. Yeah, the only other uh, team I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit was the uh, Tennessee Titans that you kind of mentioned there. Mm-hmm. Uh, go out. They didn't play exactly their best game, but they were able to beat the Saints, who are a scrappy Playoff team. team. Yeah, they're a scrappy team in the playoffs. Uh, they have a good defense. Yeah, and they yeah. were able. They were able to go out and beat them, and they jumped on them early, and they kind of put the offense in gear one, you know, and they just slowly took took away the clock and took care of business, kind of like they did against the Rams the week before. Right. So we haven't really been able to see if this Tennessee team can really explode on offense when they need to without Derrick Henry. Right. They so, haven't necessarily needed to quite yet, you know, and, yeah. and the defense is playing very well, get, getting to the quarterback as good as anyone else in the league. I saw this year they had like 26, uh, maybe it's 20, 20, either 26 sacks or 26, whatever it is. Uh, and and uh, entire year last year, though, they had 19. So they had 19 sacks last year. I believe they have 26 already so far this year miles ahead in comparison to where they were now or where they were then. And I think that is also a big reason why they're seeing such success or, you know, being able to go out there, punch the other team's offense in the mouth right away. And then, you know, keep, keep the offense kind of afloat is kind of all all they've had to do up until this point. But you're right. What's going to happen when they need one of those big uh, offensive outputs, one of those big offensive explosions, if you will, are they going to still be able uh, to be, be capable of a performance like that? That is definitely, Definitely the kind of the thing to watch, but I'm looking forward to that. That was a pretty interesting, pretty, pretty solid stretch of games, but this upcoming weekend, especially. Yeah, they, yeah, they won oh. five straight games against playoff teams from 2020. Yeah, Titans are they're good, man. And I think both of us, I, I at least I, I did not see uh back-to-back wins after that um Derrick Henry injury. I did not I did not necessarily see that coming. So <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed, but yeah, that what is the ceiling? I I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying, you know, they should be favored to win the AFC by any means, but I'm just not sure, you know, where's that ceiling, honestly. Obviously, with Derrick Henry, seeing what they've done now, it's like, okay, this is a Super Bowl contending team. But without a guy like that, you know, how how high, how, how good can you ultimately be? That's kind of where we are at this point in time for the Tennessee Titans. But, Tanner, let's take a short break. Okay, when we come back from the break, move on and do our picks of the week for, for the NFL uh, Week 11 of the season, obviously. I went 0-4 last week, cat out of the bag. You went, what, 3-1? and 3-1, and yep. So, Tanner had a great week. I had an awful week. That sounds about right. Uh, but we'll take a break, and when we get back, I will try and correct oh, such, such bad picks last week. Casey and Tanner, though, keep it locked on. We'll be right back. 
All right, and welcome back. As we said in the first half of the show, let's continue on discussing the NFL now. Let's move on uh, to the upcoming stretch of games, the NFL uh, Week 11 of this season. Tanner, we, you kind of alluded to it earlier in the show. Not the best week for me. I went 0-4 this past week. With The week before that, I was 1-3. Back-to-back stinkers for me, man, here on the podcast. Not great. Trying to get back on track. I don't really want to talk about it. Uh, but I am now 18-21-1 on the season. Man, that is ugly right there. That's not good looking. It's tough. Uh, I'm up to 21-18-1. Uh, so a little opposite records there um yeah, yeah. uh I you had the advantage go, I, I didn't go <laughs> four went three and one uh all my picks looked pretty good from kind of start to finish in my games and but that was nice looked pretty bad from start to finish Besides the uh, half-point loss he had in the Cardinals. Uh, I really thought Panthers. I was going to get that one. I was like, oh, man, the Cardinals aren't doing anything this week. But Cam Newton, two touches or two attempts, two touchdowns. That man, he, he, hel- he, hel- he helps uh, me, me get to that point in time You know, for, for it to even to be a half-point, you know, to, for it to be that close. But, yeah, 0-4, not smart for me, of me to pick. Not smart of me to pick what, the uh, Browns to beat the Patriots. I think I, t- I took the under – on the Raiders and the Chiefs game, and the Chiefs scored almost 50 themselves. So, yeah, none of that panned out. Let's move on, kind of try and forget about it, if you will. Uh, Let's start off with the over-under, looking at the total points scored. Tanner, what are you looking at for your over this week? Uh, For my over this week, I have the Bengals and Raiders at 50. Both these offenses have proven that they can score some points. Both these defenses kind of proven that they can let up some points in the last right. few weeks. So I think the uh, combination of those two storms going together makes the ultimate over tornado. And I like it. I think uh, I think we're going to see a shootout in this game. I'm saying Bengals win like 31-28. Not bad. I, I don't hate it. Don't love it. Obviously, you're the guy who's hot right now, so I'm going to – I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kind of you know listen to you and bet bet that you're right on that one. But for my over Tanner, I'm looking at your Buffalo Bills. You you got a lot of teams out there now that I'm just realized, but your <laughs> Buffalo Bills and, and the Colts. Okay, so they're playing this weekend. The line is at 50 points right now. Bills are obviously fresh. Had a stinker the week before against against Jacksonville, but they're fresh off a 45 to 17 win against. Yes, it was the Jets, but still, uh, 45 points is 45 points in the NFL. Uh, Colts are fresh. I'm sorry, in their last three games, they're they're playing pretty well. They're, they're averaging 33 points per game in their last three showings. Bills average Jonathan 30. Taylor has been going off. Yes, he has. It was a big, big mishap by me to trade him three weeks into the season after I went to an O. I started the season O and I started the season O and three because of three bad Jonathan Taylor weeks. I traded him RB1. for one. I traded him for Swift and someone else. So I got I got some solid, you know, some solid return for sure. But he has not been as good as a guy in Jonathan Taylor has since about week three when I traded him, to be honest. Either way, he's been on a tear. Carson Wentz is playing some of his best football as of recently. Uh, Bills are averaging 31 points per game on the season as well. I definitely think it's going to be a decently high-scoring game. 50 points seemed a little low. Yeah, I got over. Uh, I think I think it'll be 28, 
23, maybe something like that, or 28, uh, 25, very, very similar. If it's 28, 23, you're going to you're gonna lose your bet, right? No, I still win. Wait, both won? Is that 50? Is that 50? So I'd still win that by a point, wouldn't I? I'd still win that by a point. That's 51. Yeah, and you need over 50 points. Oh, over. Sorry, I thought we were doing under. My bad. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, can I not do math right now? Or is Tanner the one? Okay, it was Tanner. Thank I think so it's much. because I like the under on that game. I almost took it. I got the Yane statistics. I think, I think I think I know what I'm talking about right here. But uh, over 50 points seemed a little low. Colts, Buffalo. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah, uh, like I said, I kind of like the opposite in that game. Oh, darn it, guys. Uh, Tanner's been hot recently, so that could be a bad sign. That could be a really bad but, sign. I'm going with it anyway. I'm due. Going I'm, with I'm, it. I'm due to have a bad week. So Fingers crossed. Uh, what about your under, though? What are, what are you eyeballing for this time, the under? <laughs> um, the under, I'm taking the New York Giants and my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That uh, line is also at 50. Uh, I definitely don't think it gets there. Both the – both these teams usually play uh, close games when they play each other. And I think this Bucks offense has been struggling kind of. And I think they're going to But if Antonio continue. Brown comes back, though? I, yeah. still think, I still think they're going to have some issues. And I don't believe in this Giants offense at all, even if they have Saquon Barkley. Uh, yes, defense I'm has been playing the, better the last several weeks, though, for the yes, Giants. I'm taking the under because – yeah, exactly. Is that – that points to uh, an under. Yeah. So, yeah De- think... Defensive are playing well. Yeah, you're right. I don't, yeah, I don't so hate I'm it. Th- yeah, so I think both teams are going to be, you know, low 20s. Might have a team that has like 18 or something like that. I think this game's going to be kind of boring, if we're being real. Watching hey. it, Monday Night Football. Oh, that's if Monday I, night. I will be watching every single play. Man. But if you're uh, not a uh, Giants or Bucks fan, Maybe find something else to do because I don't we'll think it's going to be that exciting. We'll have to see what NBA games are on that night. I'm not 100% certain. Uh, that might be a half, you know, a half watch, and we'll see what's going on to- towards the end of it. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm going with the Steelers and Chargers for my under. Okay, Steelers, Chargers play. The line is at 48 points. So 48 points, Steelers, Chargers. Uh, it's a question right now as far as who's going to be starting at quarterback. Uh, for, for the Steelers, not sure if Mason Rudolph's going to get tossed out there. Not sure what we're even going to be seeing from a Ben Roethlisberger post-COVID, right? So don't know, don't know what to expect at the quarterback spot for the Steelers. And I think that Steelers defense will continue to play well, and I think they will pressure and honestly impact that Chargers offense that we've seen be super inconsistent at, you know, as of recently, right? So I think the Steelers D is going to pressure them I uh, think Herbert might be struggling a little bit. Not sure who's going to be playing at quarterback for the Steelers. They just tied the Lions with, with, with Rudolph playing quarterback, obviously, right? So we'll see. Uh, 48 points just seems a little high for this game. And then who do you have as your favorite? Favorite, I am going with your New England Patriots. <laughs> Every, everything, man. So I, I like the Patriots. They are at minus seven over Atlanta. Uh, New England, obviously, kind of finding its stride, playing some very good football as of recently. Again, they haven't lost since playing Dallas a few weeks ago. They've won oh four. They've won four straight games. Uh, held the Panthers to only six points while scoring thirty six a couple weeks ago. They held Cleveland uh, to only seven points while scoring forty five points themselves. 
obviously winning both uh, both of those games by a total of 56 points. I think they continue the trend. Not sure if it's going to be another blowout by any means, but I think I think Patriots win this one by at least over by at least 10 points is kind of where I'm at. The touchdown is about where it could be, but I think they're going to get to about at, at least 10 or so weeks. And Atlanta is only averaging 14 points per game the last three weeks. Not sure what they're going to be seeing, what we're going to be seeing offensively from the Falcons. So I like minus seven for the Patriots. Yeah, I also have minus seven Patriots as my favorite. What do you know? And yeah, I think they're going to blow out the Falcons. This team, this team might score more on defense than the Falcons do in general. Uh, this dang, that's I think this, I think this Patriots team, I think this Patriots team is going to clamp this Falcons offense, even though it's a uh, Cordell Patterson revenge game, just like every other game in the NFL is for that guy. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I don't see this Falcons offense being able to do anything against this Patriots defense. And I think this Patriots offense is better than this Falcons defense. So I think it's going to be a blowout. Hundred percent. I think they're going to win, let's say like 34 to seven. Dang, you're calling a whole nother blow. Okay. I, I like it. I'm obviously hoping for that. I need at least one win. Uh, this week, obviously going zero and four, didn't get a single one going my way last week. But yeah, I, I like the Patriots by by a decent amount this week for sure. Uh, what about underdog, a team you think is kind of getting slept on right now? Uh, I decided to go with the New Orleans Saints. They're oh. one. They're one and a half point underdogs against the Philadelphia Eagles. This Philadelphia Eagles team has been playing a lot better as of late once they they decided to make more of a commitment to running the ball. When Miles Sanders gets hurt, like it makes no sense whatsoever, but, but yes, they have. I know it's hard to believe that you have one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you make a commitment to that, you're going to be more successful instead of letting them drop back and throw so many times. Right. Uh, Obviously a little bit of uh, facetiousness on my part, I think uh, that's a, that was a pretty clear game plan from the beginning, and they just didn't do it. And Devontae Smith has been able to kind of come out as really showing why he was drafted so high. Right. He's played but well. Saints, but the Saints team is better than the Seagulls team. And they're the, they're the underdogs, which I think is pretty surprising. It is in Philadelphia, but still – the Saints team is due to win. This uh, Eagles team is due to lose. I believe that this Saints defense is a lot better than this Eagles offense. I think they're going to show that on Sunday. And real close, low-scoring game. Probably be ugly. Uh, but I think the Saints win outright. So I'm definitely going to take more than a half. One and a half? Okay, so I was like, okay, one and a half. So, yeah, you, th- you think they're just going to win outright pretty much at that point, get a win in Philadelphia as well. That's mm-hmm. close. That's tough. Obviously, Philly has been a, a little hot as of reason. They're, they're playing some pretty ge- decent football, so it, may- it does make a little bit of sense. But uh, point and a half, man, that's not much. You're, you're, you're taking a win those are, right there. Those are both of our uh, our team's rivals playing each other. Yeah, those are our favorite teams right there. Two two favorite yeah. teams in football, Tanner's, Tanner's – uh, <laughs> Add another team to Tanner. <laughs> another one to the list. Okay, for my underdog, you already know. Okay, I, I don't even think I have to, to say this, Tanner. You already know what He's taking I the got right here. I got Dallas. Dallas, for one of the few times this year, 
is an underdog. Okay, they are plus three right now. The, the game is in Kansas City, so it's going to be Cowboys-Chiefs. Cowboys are plus three versus the Chiefs. I think Kansas City is a little overvalued right now, even after that big win. I think everyone is kind of saying, hey, I they're back. I love the Chiefs in this game. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you just love your Tanner's Kansas City Chiefs. He, he just can't wait to see him go out there and play. <laughs> I think they're being overvalued right now, though, if I can be honest. You know, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to go right down to the wire. But Dallas is the best offense in football as far as total points, as far as points per game, as far as yards per game. This is the best team in football offensively. They got they just got Michael Gallup back, which gives them the three-headed monster back at receiver. Zeke is playing well offensive. Offensive line should be getting uh, Tyron Smith back this week as well. So I'm not sure if they know what's coming from. They have the best offensive football, and I'm not 100% certain Mahomes and company will be able to keep up. That's honestly where I'm at at this point. And I think Dallas is going to bring the heat even without Randy Gregor, even, even without Demarcus Lawrence. On that defensive line, this is still – you saw it last week against Atlanta. They still brought the heat, and I think the defense should be able to get a turnover or two and you know get some pressure to Mahomes in the pocket. So I think Dallas wins this game. I do. What, what I think is kind of crazy is we've been doing these picks for now 11 weeks, and yeah. we've never once been on opposite sides of a game on our official picks. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of nuts. so close to taking the Chiefs, but I didn't. It got up to I saw it was at two and a half at some point too. Yeah, I saw it was at two it, and a half. That's what it is. Oh my I, my! I got it at three. Was when I checked it out. My most recent oh. thing was at three. So I'm taking. Oh, I, have at it, three. I have it at two and a half. Okay, three. Okay, I'm, I'm taking them at three. That's how confident I am. I would take your two and a half. I spit on that. I'm taking them to three. Either way, <laughs> uh, I I got I got Dallas. I got Dallas winning this weekend for sure. Yeah, I like I said. I think Kansas City wins this game. I was very impressed by what I saw Sunday night, and I think this. Is the I think this Chiefs offense is back. I think they're kind of clicking on all cylinders. We're gonna see what they can do against Dallas. It's Don't definitely be a prisoner think, of the moment, Tanner. I'm I saying you've been sleeping on us all year. Get into a uh, our uh, picks, our game of the week. I think we both kind of have this. Let's as, keep it uh, here. Yeah, keep it here. I think Cowboys we both have Chiefs. this as our uh, <laughs> game of the week. Cowboys shoots definitely game of the week. Uh, two teams that definitely have. I think both teams have Super Bowl aspirations right now, yep. uh, at least in their own mind. Uh, you can one team rightfully so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think both teams are good. Both teams are super good. Oh, and we're super good. That's new. Yeah, no, I mean they are. They're a top. The Cowboys, I think, are a top five team in football. Top three, but I'll take top five from Tanner, I guess. I'll take it for ten. <laughs> anyways, yeah, we have two of the two teams in the top ten. No matter what, no matter who you're talking to, both they're two teams top, are 10. top ten. Yeah, teams, and they're playing each other. It's got to be game of the week. Mahomes, Prescott, two of the top quarterback. I think, I think Dak has certified himself, gotten himself into that elite esque status. If he keeps doing what he's been doing so far this year, so two elite quarterbacks, two potentially elite offenses. We'll see what we get from Kansas City. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see what, 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 what we get, and uh, I'm just I, I just don't know if, if Casey is going to be able to keep up with the offensive performance we're going to be seeing from Dallas. But that's the question. Uh, we were obviously on opposite sides of there. I, I will be wearing my straight out of Tampa Bay shirt around my neck because that proved a hundred percent true this past week. I, I, I wear the shirt around my neck, Tanner. Okay, so I, I still have the Dez jersey on because the first time I was able to wear the Dez jersey. 
you know, for the first time this year. So that's 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 part of the magic right there. Uh, but but the other half of it had to be that that creamsicle shirt, as you call it, hanging around my shoulders because Cowboys won their seventh game, the seventh time I wore it, and your Bucks lost for back to back weeks, back to back times I wore it. So feeling pretty good as of right now, and that shirt will be around my shoulders, and I'm hoping to make it three or eight in a row, I guess. Me wear the shirt, we get a victory. We'll see, knocking on wood, if we can continue the streak here. That, but, yeah, that's got to be that's got to be the game of the week. You know, we'll see what, what it actually looks like. But going into it, I think, I think the line is at, like, 55 or, like, might even be, like, 50, Something crazy. I think, maybe, it's like, I, thought, I think I saw 56 and a half. Yeah, it might be, I was going to say, might have gone out to 56. That's crazy, man. That, that I almost took the under, but I I, I think this is going to be a bit of a shootout. Who whose offense who has the ball last, and you know can can Kansas City obviously continue what they did last week? So we've seen nothing but that exact that exact performance from Dallas all season long. So yeah, another game thing. I kind of want to mention that I think is also going to be a good game. Uh, Bengals Raiders. I mentioned it earlier. I think it's a loser leads town game. Uh, whoever loses this game, not a real playoff threat, I think, at all. I like it. Uh, yeah, so, loser, you're a fraud. Get out of my face. Hey, since he needs a big win. Since so, does, he needs, so does Vegas. So does Vegas, but, you know, they have other things going on where we can be like, okay, this may be why they don't have, you know, they don't have their head coach out there. For, for Cincy, they need to go out there and get a win this week. Obviously, you said you're, it's right for both teams, but I'm leaning – uh, Bengals needed it just just a little bit more to prove that hey, those six games or whatever games you won, you know, st- to start the year, not fraudulent, but you're not as good as some of those wins, you know, might might allude to if they end up losing a game like this. So we'll see, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. That is a good game to keep your eye on. But Tanner, let's head to the other league in sports, where again, my team is the best team in that league. Let's go to the NBA. My Golden State Warriors, fresh off their 12th victory on the season, only team. They're 12 and 2 at this point. At this point in time, best record in the West and in the entire Eastern Conference. Uh, but let's talk about that Nets Warriors game as a whole. Uh, two front runners for MVP facing off, and KD and Steph. I think our two picks. Right, you picked KD. I picked Steph to win the MVP. So I mean, you picked Luca, but yeah. You, you I, I think Luca took a quick. I changed it four change. games in, like four games <laughs> in. I picked the Warriors. I, I, you got you got to give me that one to the yeah, very no, least. But you're but you're I'll right. And my and my, my other guy, Luca. I think he's he's top five, top three. Even if you want to put Jokic ahead, and I get that, but he's right, he's right there in the running as well for it. But either way, we were we were right on the nose there. Uh, let's start with them before getting to Washington, before getting. Uh, to Milwaukee, that was a big win, though. You know, they won they won yeah, one seventeen to ninety nine. What about you? Obviously, I kind of been expecting or been you know I, I kind of thought this was gonna kind of happen, not to this point. Um, but where are you, kind of a casual Warrior guy, not a hater, not a lover? You think this is the best team in basketball? Like I said last week, or what? Yeah, I uh, consider myself a hater but a realist when it comes to the Warriors. Okay. Uh, I definitely don't like them. They're one of my least favorite teams. But I'm not too petty about uh, it, I guess. But, I mean, they're, they're, they're very good, and they've been playing very well in these last few. 14 I mean, games. Like, I mean, yeah, since the season started, <laughs> they've been playing super well. They've, uh, they're uh, obviously 12-2. and two. You can't really complain whenever that's your record in the NBA. No complaints. No complaints, and man. They, they've played a lot of – not so great teams, but they've also beaten some of the 
better teams in basketball. The they Heat, beat, the Nets, yeah, um, uh, Lakers, Hawks, Clippers, Hawks, right? Hawks, beating yeah, so, all these teams. Yeah, so they have some te- some wins over some of the best teams in basketball. So if they're doing that, then yeah, they're they're great, and they're gonna get one of their best players back. I have my kind of doubts to really how. Effective. I don't think he's going to be dropping 25 points a game. I like think he is, thinks. dude. I think he is. I really do. But, he's going to have his best season when he's, when he's back 100%. He's going to be. He's still incredible no matter what. He's still going to be an addition to this team that really right now doesn't even look like they need him. So <laughs> that's insane. That's absolutely. Yeah, this is so, one of the worst teams in basketball not too long ago. And that's it's, it's just absolutely insane. Really yeah, is. So, I mean, I, I've been very impressed by the Warriors so far this year. And then when you're looking at the Nets as well as the Warriors, both teams both teams have similarities up until this point. Obviously, two of the best teams in the NBA. They have the two front runners for MVP, if not the two best players. I think the two best players in the world right now are probably Steph and KD. So the two best players in the world. They're both off to a nice start. Uh, Warriors now 12 and two. Nets are 10 and five. Both very good records though. And despite not having you know one of their most important players, Nets and Kyrie, Warriors and Clay Thompson, they're still playing great basketball up until this point. So a lot of similarities. Uh, I think Steph did did nodge ahead of KD in that MVP conversation. Maybe before people might have been giving it to KD uh, because no Kyrie, he's been, he's averaging more points than Steph right now. Uh, but after that showing, the 37-7-5 from Steph had nine three-pointers made. This guy this guy is the clear-cut favorite to, w- to win the MVP right now. I think we can both agree uh, on that, you know. But your guy, Kevin Durant, second. I think he's right behind him in the, in the running, and he's going to need, you know, more performances and, you know, to, to, to stay consistent. I think he's averaging 29, almost 30 points per game so far, which is first in the NBA. Steph is second at about 28, 29 points per game. Uh, it's, these, these are the two best players in basketball. As far as the Warriors go, Steph had a great game. Jordan Poole had 17 points, four rebounds, and five assists on a night where he didn't even shoot the basketball well. Did was 0 of 7 from 3, still ended up with 17 points. Wiggins was 7 of 11 with 19 points, efficient and great defensively. And then my biggest takeaway, though, Tanner, is not the offense, which is actually crazy to think because they're averaging the most points in the league and the most assists per game. It's it's the defense, and it's, it's been a lot of zone defense we've been seeing from this Warrior team, and they're putting the locks on some of the best offenses. They beat what the Nets now by over by about twenty points. The Heat. How many points did KD end up with? KD only had nineteen points, I believe. He did not have Impressive. the best performance so far. So Steph outplayed Kevin Durant, uh, thirty-seven-seven and five for Steph. Like I said, so. This was, this was a big statement win, kind of showing everyone, hey, we can beat up on the bad teams as well as, you know, play up to our competition when you're playing a Miami – or sorry, not a Miami, a, a, a Chicago. They played Chicago and beat them earlier, not Miami. If I've been saying that, that was a mistake. They beat Chicago, and now they've beaten Brooklyn. Those are the two of the top offensive played so far. But, Tanner, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant playing some of the best basketball of their career. Imagine if those two guys ever suited up on the same team. It would be unfair. How it'd can be, you it'd leave? Be like ruining basketball. It's not ruining basketball, but either way, <laughs> they, they they would be the best team without a doubt in the entire league. I don't that know how you, like how you maybe leave the that. reason why I don't like the Warriors. Yeah, they're they're great at recruiting and great at drafting. So let's 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 hate up on them. But 
Imagine Tanner. It's it's a little early, but imagine these two teams facing off in the NBA Finals, which I think is a possibility. I'm not saying it's like likely by any means, but I definitely think it's a possibility. Yeah, I think there's a chance. You know, some people are thinking KD is the biggest reason they continue. You know, they continue to have their success. Some people are on the other end is saying, "Hey, KD simply hopped on the bandwagon and they were going to win with or without him." So I think if they were Try able a to little face off. It's I'm 50 50. I was going to ask you, I'm like dead on 50 50. They need him to be as elite as they were, but I still think they get to those finals without him. Honestly, we'll see whether or not they win them is another question, but they're still going to be competing and playing at a very high level. So I'm about 50 50 in both camp, uh, but that would somewhat put an end to the narrative or it would choose which one it would be. Hey, it was all Kevin Durant or Hey, it was, it was the golden state warriors because they just beat you in the NBA finals. But, I don't think, you know, let me know if you agree with me. I don't think that has been, though, Golden State's success. I don't think that is the biggest surprise of this season. I think the biggest surprise up until this point has got to be the Washington Wizards, okay, sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference at 10 and Just 3. Just like everyone predicted. 10 and 3. So let's, let's start with you here, Tanner. Do you think the 10 and 3 start, is this sustainable for, for this Wizards team? Where, where are you at on them? You buying define, or selling? Buying or selling? Sustainable. Are they gonna remain a top five team in the in the Eastern Conference? No, I don't think so. I think they find themselves in that six to uh, nine, maybe six to ten range at the end of the season. Playing tournament. Uh, yeah, this I just this team has limitations. I know we've seen them succeed and they're ten and three, but. No, they are not going to be one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. When Milwaukee gets healthy, I think they'll pass them. And there's a whole other list. Atlanta's down. Celtics are down. Yeah, I think those teams are, at the end of the season, I think they'll be higher than Washington. I don't believe in this Washington team. But, I mean, kudos to them. They've got off to a great start, and they've they've looked good. They have, and I think – if we're, if we're going top five seed, if we're saying top five is sustainable, I'm thinking they could do it. I honestly think they could be a top five Maybe seed. at five. Maybe at five. Looking at what, what we've seen so far, though, that Lakers package, the, the package the Lakers sent for Russell Westbrook, Montrez Harrell, uh, Kyle Kuzma, and, and Codwell Pope were the, were the three biggest factors in that trade, obviously. Montrez, so far this year, 18 points. Eight rebounds and a block per game. Kuzma so far this year, just under 15 points per game, nine rebounds, had a game-winning three for them just a couple nights ago. And then Codwell Pope, just at about 10 points per game, the three-point marksman he was in L.A. doing the exact same things uh, in, in, in Washington, just bringing that veteran leadership and defense uh, as well as Codwell Pope, a, a very you know 3-and-D type of guy is, is Contavious Codwell Pope. So those three guys are, are playing very good ball, and I think they are one of the biggest reasons we see success on this roster. So that was, that was a nice trade by Washington. Get rid of a guy like Westbrook who has a ceiling, who is who is decreasing his level of play for three guys who are a nice addition to your roster. And the funny thing is, Tanner, Bradley Beal, we, we, we remember him last year averaging over 30 points per game. He was the scoring leader until Steph got hot late in the season. He's only averaging 23 points per game right now. 23 points on 40% from the floor and 25 from three. He's not, he's not even playing his best basketball right now. So I think if he can kind of come along 
and, and, and increase his productivity. And then what they're getting from Harold Kuzma and Caldwell Pope, I think those are sustainable. We've seen Montrez Harrell almost average 20 points in a season before. He's in a larger role here in D.C. I think he can do it again. Uh, and then Spencer Dinwiddie has been a great offseason pickup. He's averaging 17 points, five rebounds, and six assists. And so far this year, Tanner, they've beaten your Bucks, the Celtics twice, the Hawks, the Raptors. They just came back from down 19 points. I think last night they were down 19 and came back to beat the Pelicans. I don't think they'll be the number one seed, but I think I'm. I think we may have underestimated this team, and I think they are going to be a playoff team. Is kind of where I am now. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I also think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know exactly where that is. But I think they're a playoff team. And I, th- I think that they'll miss the play-in or, or avoid the play-in tournament. I think they will be a top six, top five seed in the league. Uh, I, I gave you time, though, Tanner. I gave you time for your first Bucks. now for your second Bucks of the day. Mil- Milwaukee this time, obviously. A little colder there in comparison to Tampa. But, Tanner, your Bucks are off to a six and eight start. Six and eight. They are 11th right now in the Eastern Conference, mainly because of injuries. But how are you feeling as far as Milwaukee goes? You think it's simply, you know, Middleton comes back, Holiday gets 100% healthy, Lopez comes back. Are you guys right back to where you were, or are you kind of uh, concerned at all? Yeah, I think so. I think if if we're able to get all these guys back playing their normal minutes and playing at a normal pace, I think, yeah, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be back to being – a contender in the Eastern Conference, but that's got to happen first. We get the biggest one back Wednesday against the Lakers. Uh, we get Chris Middleton back, which will be huge for us. He is our second best player. For sure. He is our best, like, pure go get your own shot sure. guy. Like, yeah, like, you know, yeah. So he's playing his if, best basketball too. Last time we saw him. Yeah. Like, so if he, so getting him back, I think will be huge for this team so as long as we can stay healthy like once we get back and actually get these guys back right i think we'll be fine but yeah i mean it's a little concerning i think i'm real concerned about them getting one of the top seeds at this point just because they have gotten off to such a slow start but a lot of room to come back you know but a, yeah a lot of ground to, to tread for sure but it's, but, but, it's definitely but possible yeah it's I definitely possible and and the biggest thing has got to be the injuries. Middleton's missed seven games. Holiday missed five games. Lopez has only played in one game this year. Uh, but I think the biggest thing that we're seeing is that this is just not the deepest roster. As I think me and you both agree on, this is just not the deepest team in comparison to a team, I don't know, like Philly without Ben Simmons. They're 0-4 without Embiid. But even with, with Embiid, without you know certain parts of their roster on the team, they, they still were able – they were, they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So I, I just think that this kind of shows that they are not the deepest roster, but that's not the thing going for them. It's that they have Giannis, they have Middleton playing his best ball. Holiday is doing just enough offensively and defensively, locking and locking down the opposing team's point guard, putting up 15 to 20 points a game, right? So the, their depth wasn't the reason I think they were so good, but it does kind of show that, hey, if an injury does happen down the road, a little bit of concern as far as who's yeah, going to be stepping sure. up. You know, sure. definitely. So yeah, that's the only, the only guy thing. that the only guy that's really stepped up that we didn't really see was Grayson Allen. I think he's yeah, uh, he's played well third in the league in three pointers made right now. He's put he's lighting it up, man. He's played some decent ball and he's actually had a couple of nice performances for you guys as well, right? So he, he was one of your best, if not your very best, offseason addition 
uh, bringing him in, obviously, right? So that was nice. That That's paid dividends. We'll see what they look like when Middleton is 100% back, when Lopez is back, and when Holiday is, is you know, is, is back in his groove. This makes me, though, Tanner, want to compare them to some of the other deep rosters in the Eastern Conference. Okay, let's look at Miami, who I think is the deepest roster in, in the East. Uh, Butler, obviously out of Bayou, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Markeith, or Marcus or Markeith Morris, P.J. Tucker. That's a deep roster, right? You have guys who can – Jimmy Butler hasn't even played their last several games, but Tyler Hero stepped up in, into that starting role. He's been the sixth man of the year for, sh- uh, for sure up until this point as Tyler Hero. Uh, so I think they are – a deeper and a better team than, than the Milwaukee Bucks are looking at the Chicago Bulls. I think they're similar to Milwaukee, not the deepest roster. They have, they have a couple of guys nice coming off their bench, like Alex Caruso. I like Derek Jones Jr. I think those are some decently decent bench players for sure, but it's mainly their starting it's five. Got Kobe White back, right? All right. Yeah. Kobe White should be coming off the bench for them as well. He hasn't played at all up until this point, right? He's a big spark plug. Oh, did he not play last night? I thought he was supposed to. He might have played last night, but before that, he has not played a single game. I'm not sure if he did or not, but if he did before that, dude missed the first 12 games, 12-13 of the season. Uh, but, yeah, Kobe White coming off the bench is huge for them. But looking at their starting lineup, DeRozan, Levine, Vucevic, Ball. He put up zero points in 11 Did he? <laughs> okay, so he, he doesn't have his breath. He, he doesn't have, he's got to get himself back into shape for sure. Hasn't played yet this year. But he's big. If he can come out and contribute for that Bulls team, he can be a solid six-man average, at least 15, I think, points off the bench for him. Uh, but the Bulls, a little similar. I think they are a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper than your Milwaukee Bucks. And, Pretty close as far as the starting five goes, as far as all-star capability, all-star power. But they don't have Giannis. They don't have – you guys obviously have the edge and the best player in the – or the second best player maybe in the Eastern Conference with how Kevin Durant is playing. Still best player in that series against Miami and against um, and against Chicago. Then the Nets, KD, Harden, you know, when Kyrie's back obviously, but he, he hasn't been around. Uh, they're very similar to Brooklyn as well. Top heavy, not too much step as you go down there. Uh, I, I was higher on this bench coming into the season, but as as far as what we've seen so far, Patty Mills and Lamarcus Aldridge have been the two biggest contributors. Not so much a guy like Paul Millsap, uh, not so much a guy. Uh, Patty Mills has been pretty solid, but he's only averaging like ten points per game right now, right? So not the deepest roster, but led by one of the best players. So I think the Nets are very similar to it to a team like you guys who have Giannis, Middleton, Holiday. Also, though, a Portis, a Lopez, Grayson Allen, and Pat Connington. So I think you guys are right there, maybe behind. Um, I, think, I think Miami is the best team in the conference right now. Then I probably give the nod to the Nets. But I think you can very well compete with Chicago, if not be a better team than the Bulls because you have the better player. Uh, but I think you're around the 3-4 range as of right now in that conference, despite them being down at 11 right now. I still think they're a top four team in the conference. Being a little disrespectful to the uh, reigning champs. champions, <laughs> saying hey. they're about the same as Chicago. Chicago's playing really good, dude. Chicago's yeah. playing really good. They just beat the yep. Nets. They beat the Lakers, they have the Clippers. Well. They're playing some phenomenal ball. And but you're right. You guys are the champs, and you guys have the best player in the series. But you're down. You know, you're six and eight right now, down at the lowly bottoms of the conference, and. I think I'm looking on the glass half filled type of things and saying, hey, they're still a top five team. Still top five. We'll see. You said the Hawks were better than the Warriors to start the season. So I'm just going to let that go. I'm just going to let that go 100%. In the power rankings. I'm still not over that. (laughs) Obviously, I'm still not over that. But 
Well, see, man, obviously two very different starts for our team, but I think when it all is said and done, they'll be in a very similar position, not necessarily the favorite to win their conference, but two teams who we could very well see coming out and making it to the NBA finals. I think both our teams will probably be in that range, at least come all-star break time. You guys should be back on track, I would say, if not before then. So, hey, Clay Thompson, though, set to come back be a middle of, of, of December. People were saying, you know, January, stuff like that. But as of recently, it's kind of saying December 20th is kind of the shoot forward date. And as far as I've heard, Tanner, he's he's playing. He's looking real good. He's looking real, real good. And I think we're going to be seeing the best Clay Thompson we've ever seen when he comes back. That's just that's just I guess we'll find out. 100%. A lot going on, though, in the world of sports at this point in time, obviously with the NBA as well as the NFL. At this point in time, we want to urge everyone who listens to go follow us on social media, Twitter, it's dudes talking underscore pod on Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore pod. We're almost up to about 200 followers on Instagram. So thank you all for the continued support out there. Thank you for going out and hitting that follow button for us. Also on whatever platform you're listening on, I want to urge you to hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment or review. We would love to hear. uh, We would love to know your guys' feedback as far as what we're doing here on dudes talking sports, but Tanner, I think that's it for this week's episode, my man. Sounds great. All right, guys. Thank you all for your continued support for Tanner File and Casey Foreman. We'll see you guys next week. All right. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. Your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File.
obviously MLB opening opening day. Um, oh yeah, was past week. week. So so if you're a huge baseball go guy, yeah, go go Cards for sure. Uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, dude. Talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you like, wherever you're. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports.